What's up, guys? It's back. Words with Friends podcast. Another Monday. Another Words with Friends podcast, of course. And you guys can support the Words with Friends podcast if you're getting value from the conversations with some of these artists, entrepreneurs, and just great people in general. You can give a tip to the Words with Friends podcast at patreon.com slash jabari. Again, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash jabari. And that ensures that we can keep the podcast coming to you each and every Monday. And now I'm in New York. Uh, man, I've been working on this Sprite campaign. And so obviously I'm trying to get a bunch of Words with Friends podcasts in. And uh, it is my pleasure to introduce Mike Rad Parvar of Hosty to the Words with Friends podcast. Thank you, man, for being here. Oh, thanks, man. Glad to uh, have you back in New York for a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. It's good, man. I always miss New York, man. Even though I'm back every month, it's, uh, <laughs> it's man, you know, you got to miss this place, man. Especially when it's warm. Mm-hmm. When it's warm, oh, man. New York is, there's nothing better than it. I feel like the city literally changes. The people who are here, totally, their attitude changes, oh, myself yeah. included. You go from being, like, kind of pissed off at the weather in the world a little bit yeah. to just being, you know, people outside flying kites, people on skateboards. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good time, man. Nothing like summer in New York. So, uh, Mike, introduce yourself and, uh, you know, let the people know what it is that you do. Okay. Um, so, my name is Michael Radvar, like Jabari mentioned. Um, I started, I co-founded a company called Holsty about five years ago with my brother Dave and our best friend Fabian, and together we wanted to create a company. We wanted to actually more than a company. We wanted to create a lifestyle, and that's what we did with Holsty. Um, we didn't have, you know, I feel like this story is becoming more and more common. But five years ago, that was kind of rare where you start to start a company where you didn't have that much experience um, in necessary necessarily e-commerce or in creating products, which is what we were doing. Uh, what we had set out to do at least. Uh, what we did know we wanted to do was we wanted to build something that um, kind of shook shit up a little bit in some sense and mostly for ourselves and kind of wanted to reflect that out to the world. Um, and so we got the name Holsey because the first thing we ever created was uh, a t-shirt with a holster position pocket on it and that's where we got our name from and everything kind of stemmed from there. And about the same time we also decided to pen uh, or sit down and talk about what does it mean to build a successful life and when we, when we were defining success we meant in non-financial terms so what does it mean to live a life that you're truly proud of um, and that uh, what are those what are the kind of key values that you would kind of look back and be like damn I did live a good life it wasn't necessarily what did I do but how was I living that life um, and so we had a lot of conversations around that and we actually decided to just write down exactly what that was for us and so we wrote that down, put it on our website, and kind of continued with building Holsty. Um, and from the product side, we went through a lot of iterations. We made a lot of different things. Um, so we went from creating these t-shirts, and at that time, also five years ago, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was really hard to source a t-shirt that was made in a positive way, maybe using recycled organic cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually a good fit. At that time, it was just like everything was super boxy, not great cut. Um, and so we had to, if we wanted to build this company, we'd have to start sourcing our own fabric. We'd have to learn how to work directly with kind of production facilities, creating our own pattern. Um, and so we had a lot of learn on the go. Yeah. And even the material that we were buying was super expensive. Um, so that first product we were making was t-shirts. And when we learned that about you know, 20, 30% of the fabric they were buying was just going to get cut and go to waste, we are like, okay, well, what else can we make from that? And so we kind of had this evolution of other products coming out of it. And so we had, from there, we started making um, these uh, kind of 
from the scraps, we made these like neck handkerchiefs, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and our product line started to grow. We started to make we experimented with different things. We were making wallets. We were making a lot of different accessories. We even had a, a dress um, that we designed, um, and we started curating products from other designers. And I would say a lot of those things helped to guide and form our company. But I don't know that any one of them necessarily caught on. Mm-hmm. Um, but about the same time, about a year or so into our company of building Holsty. One thing did catch on and resonated really hard, and that was that from that stemmed from that discussion we had on our basically our first week of starting, which was the Holsey Manifesto. Um, it had literally sat silently on our site for about six months. Hold on, so you had the, the manifesto was just was actually as it sitting. as it as it as it, it is actually, now. It, it was, was it was sitting as text actually for oh. for a very long time. Oh, was it like the about us section? Yeah, it was in the about us section. It was a little bit buried also, mm-hmm. and we just saw people start to like you know respond very positively to it. And we had a recommendation from a friend that you know why don't we design this and put into like um, some nice typography or typeface behind it. And so we did that, and um, people started to kind of get drawn to Holsey, to that message. And literally, I don't know, I feel like it happened in a very short period of time, but it just took off. Oh, yeah. That, took a life of its yeah. own. And we literally did not know what to make of it, and we didn't realize it was happening until about, I'd say, like a couple weeks in, because we had never written anything about us or about Holsey on the actual image that people were sharing everywhere. Mm. Um, so we would go to these Tumblr posts that had thousands of reblogs or whatever, and people just sharing it. And we, um, once we saw, we first we were we were we were really excited when mm-hmm. we saw that, and we we're like, oh shit, no one actually knows that this is us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was a really good learning. Um, but and at this point, you guys had already designed it, and it was in that particular typeface. It just it didn't have a Holsty logo. Didn't have anything, anything about Holsty on it anywhere. So wow. this thing is like circulating the world at okay. this point. For those, for those that don't know, can you just uh, say what's on the manifesto really quick? Okay. Uh, so this is a good challenge. Uh, yeah, remember right. <laughs> so let me see. Um, this is your life. Do what you love and do it often. If you don't like something, change it. If you don't like your job, quit. If you're looking for the love of your life, stop. They'll be waiting for you when you start doing the things that you love. All emotions are beautiful. Um, stop overanalyzing. Life is simple. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, and essentially, um, life is about the people that you meet and things that you create with them. So go out and start creating. Live short. Live your dream and share your passion. Nice. Um, and so this is a thing that was on this blogs, people's... Every, 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 all kinds of social networks. It was just like literally, I mean, we would hear crazy story after crazy story of how this was being shared. We were getting translations sent to us from people around the world um, saying, this this resonated with me so hard that I wanted to share it with my friends in in China, in Bangladesh, in Portugal, in Brazil. There was even a company that is almost the U.S. equivalent of H&M in Brazil that printed it on T-shirt. I mean, people were just like, didn't know where it came from. Yeah. Thought it was an amazing message. There was, um, I mean, there was people were kind of co-opting it uh-huh. as their own, also. Which, in some sense, were like, "Well, this is such a positive message. It's beautiful for it to get out into the world." Um, but people, yeah, it was. We were just kind of floored by it, and we didn't even, for a large part of this, we didn't even have a product that was around this. Um, we were very hesitant to, act, to even print it as a poster, which was we were getting literally requests every single day that they would, people wanted that as a poster um, 
and we're like, no, we're just a t-shirt company. We just want to focus on making these t-shirts and some of these other products that we're making. We're not like, we're not a printing company. We kind of said that for a very long time until we got to a point and said, well, why the hell not? Yeah. yeah. Right? This is such a positive thing. People are coming to us for this. Um, and if we're going to print it, let's do it in a really beautiful way in the way that we like to make products. So we started to um, learn about different printing methods and letterpress printing was a method that came up over and over again. It's literally one of the oldest forms of printing where you have there these really massive machines. You have a plate made that makes a dent impression on the paper. Um, you have to you generally use like a thicker stock paper mm-hmm. and it creates just like a beautiful print. Um, and so that's how we started to print them. And we did a very small batch and we put them up on our site. and. Again, we had like no idea what the demand was around this, and we never had a product that sold out at this point. Yeah. Um, but we put those up, and we were back ordered forever. I can um, imagine. And like we were literally shuffling hundreds and hundreds of these a week to the post office, and every and we just didn't have because we didn't have a system set up for shipping out a lot of stuff. Yeah. So people at the post office were kind of going crazy because they'd see us coming in with our hand truck of posters. <laughs> Um, that we're hand rolling in the office, and um, so that was kind of the beginning of what Holsty is today. How did you uh, how did you begin to sort of like capitalize or or at least try to um, off those posts and things that were just already flowing out there? Did you guys immediately redesign it and slap a logo on it or what? Um, we didn't redesign. We didn't redesign the manifesto. We've manifesto hasn't actually changed. We only, we only made one change to it, and we changed. Um, it used to say wear your passion and now it's share your passion Um, but since day one it hasn't changed at all we did add a line crediting the designer and mentioning Holsty at the bottom but we wanted to keep it very very simple Mm -hmm. Um, but we yeah we we just realized that that was really what was resonating with people and that's what we were all the while while we were kind of building those different product lines we found that people were coming to Holsty for a very specific reason it was very like a, not necessarily age range like the age range was very broad that was coming to Holsey but it was a t- certain type of personal- personality that was being drawn Yeah, and that I would define as I don't know people who really give a shit yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that worry about that that are concerned with this idea of like going through life and being awake and oh, not just being conscious like, man you know yeah. and not just being on autopilot um uh Grabbing life by the horns, realizing that probably the worst disease that we're facing today could be apathy more than anything, you know, just like kind of going about and just being like, eh, who gives a shit about what happens, about like the decision that I'm making today. You know, these are, I'm talking about people who realize that the decisions that we make are, it's all connected, right? Mm -hmm. And it has ripple effects throughout the world when you're making a purchasing decision when you're making like deciding what to buy what to eat what to do even how you treat the taxi driver the driver, you know all those yeah, things yeah, yeah. that have ripple effects um, and those are the, we're kind of slowly been building that online community mm-hmm. and I guess if you fast forward to today um, what we've done is we've now tried to really just f- sharpen our focus and build destination for Holstie and for us to have like a for people to come to Holstie for a specific purpose and once we've established that very, very, very well, um, then we now, and then we're then we'll slowly get to the point where okay, we want to branch off into other things once again. Yeah. Um, but we we for too long we're just kind of doing a hodgepodge of things. And what we found was that people would come to Holsey have a very positive association. That's fantastic. 
Um, but what they didn't know is like exactly what it was that Holsey was doing or offering. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people thought we were just a nonprofit for a very long time. Yeah, and yeah. It, technically, we, technically we were nonprofit because we were actually <laughs> making that much money. Um, but at the end of the day, we need to do something that keeps the lights on. Right. And so we need people to know that there's, there's, there's multiple reasons for coming to Holsey, mm-hmm. um, and for what we're, we're hoping to do. And so our product line is growing and for the first time we actually have a um, really talented product head of product and product designers and designers on the team and so we definitely want to, we're definitely ele- elevating the types of products that we're bringing out mm-hmm. um, but at the same time we also want to build off of that experiential those experiential components and that means like how do we build a community that's not just 40,000 fans on Facebook or whatever but that's actually people who truly feel that we all belong to something Um, creating a space where um, you you can go and I don't know people actually matter in that environment and not just like people aren't more than likes and you know it's it's way too easy to caught up get caught up on that especially when you're running an e-commerce platform or shop um, where all your interactions are happening online because um, so much of our company, you know, focuses on doing things offline. And so we started to build out a lot of other components where, for example, we're hosting a, din- a monthly dinner series at our office where we bring in uh, local chefs that come in. Um, we also do something every Sunday. And this is all happening in Brooklyn. So for anyone who's in Brooklyn, 100%, you're welcome to drop by. We'd love to have you because yes. um, we want to create this kind of community type environment um, with just you know, having speaker series, discussions. We want to create a place where people can have those types of discussions that really help us remember what's important to us. Yeah. Um, you know, my, uh, it's, it's interesting you say all this because, um, you know, traditionally companies and the success of companies, you know, has been about obviously profit, the bottom mm-hmm. line, you know, making money. Um, but it seems as if, you know, of course, like you said, you have to keep the lights on, you have to sell a product, you have to do certain things, but um, it seems like you're offering and trying to do things now where there might not be a dollar sign immediately attached to it, but there's something deeper than that. Talk a little bit about that and how uh, and why you even, you know, the company has decided to do that. I think that for us, that's just been a very natural part of our DNA. We, we were like one part activist mm-hmm. organization, one part just love creating positive impact through design and through products and products that are really made in a very intentional, deliberate way, asking questions, asking why is it made that way? Why is it out of that material? Um, We are our own toughest critics when it comes to that stuff. And I I think to complement that, um, if we want to really build a company that's around, you know, all those things that we're saying, I don't think that it could ever just be a product company. And and I don't know if there's any one of us on the team that would be satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to build something that really truly has an impact on people's lives. And um, that's why the first thing that we did was create this manifesto that helped us to define life in non-financial terms. It's so easy. That's the default method for success, right? It's like, how much did you make at the end of the year? How oh, much yeah. did you? And what it's you hard do? not. To, what is your job title? Right. What's your job yeah, title? I mean, uh, people just want to know those facts and figures without actually having a true qualitative discussion of what are you actually doing? How are you living your life? And it's so it's it's you know I even I hate that question. What do you do? Because it's like what you do as a job is so much different than what what you do in life. You know yeah, what I mean? And so like totally. when people always introduce themselves or. 
I say like I am this, and it's like you are not just a right. financial analyst. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like what you have a person. All right. Yeah, you have a life. That's what I want to know about. You know. So okay, continue. No, I I think that we uh, we also get fed up with that that whole idea, and it's just and we're also we're. 100% have been contributors to that in the past and probably, you know, um, but there's so many things that, um, I don't know, that kind of, rem- that encourage that type of behavior in today's society that's hard to avoid it. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, we're set up to go from one urgent notification to the next urgent <laughs> notification. All of those things are just simply distractions and they're distractions from the things that are really important to you a lot of times. And it's hard to cut through that clutter. And so our hope is to create something that can help balance that. Um, And it's not an easy task to do because a lot of times we're using those exact same tools that prevent you from getting there, right? Um, Like we're active on Twitter, we're active on Instagram. Um, But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, what at least is the content or the things that we're putting out in the world and how are we supplementing that offline in real world scenarios um, and I don't know, we're trying to find that balance as a company. And it's yeah. certainly not easy when you're trying to balance uh, impact with bottom line because just last night we hosted a dinner here and someone asked me, well, do you think that you're more an activist company or more of a company that is impact more important for you guys or is you know, the business side more important? And this is coming from someone who's like, if I could just run 90% activists in an ideal world and, nothing, you know, anything could work out and I could definitely not fail, I would 100% do that. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the situation is one requires the other just as much, right? Absolutely. So it's got to be a 50-50, I feel like. Um, but it gets dangerous when the pendulum starts to swing too hard in either way. Yeah, yeah. And so we are constantly trying to keep that in balance of having both the things that we're conscious of, what is our impact as, a, you know, uh, aspiring as, um uh, social enterprise, but also doing things that make sure that we can keep the lights on, keep our team employed, um, and continue to like grow our impact because the impact is has a very clear correlation to us as a business. At the yeah, end of the day. yeah. You know, it's the same sort of thing I think um, with myself, and 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 I can really relate to this because as an artist, you know, I have been a struggling artist, man. I've been like, well, I, I just gotta make this thing, but. I got to get somebody else to finance it. And you have to, you know, prove to somebody that they should mm-hmm. give you money to, to make the art that you want to produce. But it's like, that is one route of doing things. But me personally, I I had to take a step back and say, look, I can't, I can't just rely on that anymore. And I had to get my business chops up and I had to start mm-hmm. producing things that were a value that people would want to purchase and buy and create sustainable businesses around, you know, the, the, the elements of me as an individual that could fund my creative projects and that could fund my my things and I can, you know, like pay for my apartment and car and things like that because the, if you are an artist or if you're a creator and you cannot create, you know, that is to me like the worst place to be in mm-hmm. in life, you know. I mean, when totally. a, when an artist has restraints, man, I mean, it's it, you you feel like you're trapped in like a bubble and you know that's just that's a place that I didn't want to be at but again it was it was I had to learn how to you know sell things essentially mm-hmm. man, to 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 be able to overcome that um yeah and that's unfortunate because a lot of times I feel those things don't come supernatural mm-hmm. to really remarkable artists yeah you're right right, you're right. and yeah. um 
I don't know. I mean, I could go off on a whole tangent about how like that has created a really unfair paradigm where the people who are producing the value are not getting the most value out of it at the oh, end of the yeah, day. Yeah. Um, but I totally hear you, and I think that's that's a remarkable thing about what you're doing is you're balancing the art of what you're doing with the business side, and I have nothing but like respect for being able to do that effectively because that's a very hard thing to do and to keep them both as equal priorities in yeah, some sense. Yeah, man. It's, it's a work in progress, but, uh, but it's doing all right right now. Um, you know, you, you mentioned something earlier about uh, under, like, you know, going from selling t-shirts um, and doing other things, but really understanding when to, to shift with what, you know, uh, the demand and what the market, you know, may sort of ask from you. Uh, do you watch Silicon Valley? Mm-hmm. The show on HBO? No. Uh, there was, I think it was the last episode, and it was uh, basically the company... Uh, as a compression company, okay, and they, uh, the sort of like Google s company, stole their idea and made a better version of their product, and uh, and the uh, I think the head of business development character, he was like, okay, now we have to pivot, we have to pivot, and he kept saying that word, and so that just reminded me of what you were talking about, um, and yeah, you know, you know, yeah. doing something uh, a little different than what you intended on doing, but. Uh, but still, you know, totally shifted. I, that's. I think that we have totally become comfortable with this. Pivot could be is synonymous with like screw up. Yeah, it could be synonymous <laughs> with like lessons or learnings, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, we've learned how to take those learnings and build off of them and build in a direction that those things feel right. And I think that it's one part looking at numbers and one part looking at just feel looking for what feels right for you as a company um and those a lot of those changes have not been easy like when we decided to stop making t-shirts i mean right now we just temporary like we put them in the legacy portion of our website that was a hard thing to do and for people who knew us when we started that was like you know so you guys are totally not doing that anymore it was hard for them it's hard to explain that we're we're doing something differently now and we may come back to that eventually but it's on hold at the moment yeah um it's never an easy thing to do but i think that as when you're starting a company that's one of the most important things to realize is the idea that you start with it might not be the idea that you end up with or where you go and that's like the most likely scenario is that your company or your concept is going to evolve um but just being okay with that and never forgetting that a you started this for the journey right absolutely and b um, never forget why you're doing why you did it in the first place, and um, I think those two things, you know, the fact that we wrote, sat down and wrote down why we're doing it with the manifesto in the beginning helped us tremendously as a company because it bridged a lot of gaps for us. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, what is it like now in terms of uh, you know where do you want Hosty to go? And uh, you know you're talking about some of the team members now. You know, just talk a little bit about expanding the mm-hmm. uh, company. And now you know not just having it be your brother and your friend. And you know you you have a, a sort of like you know you assume this responsibility yeah. because you now have a team to sort of you know look after. Um, yeah, that changes things a lot. Um, I think that we also we've gone through to be totally honest, we've gone through a lot of transitions at Holsey and how we operate. When we started, it was just me, Dave, and Fabian. We were doing everything. We were also making all the decisions. And recently, we had a realization that kind of really came upwards from the team. And, um, you know, we've we've been bringing on more and more talented people. And 
we realized that we were actually still trying to do everything. We were making all decisions. We wanted to like be involved in every single thing. And at the, and at the end of the day, that's, that's holding us back for doing, being able to do other things that we, that could continue to grow Holstead, but it's also, um, allowing people to have the autonomy to make decisions and really run with something um, and giving the creativity to do that. I mean, once we made that shift, that opened up so much. Um, And people have, uh, uh, people on our team have really embraced that. And I think that requires a certain type of team and people for that to work well. And feel very fortunate that A, we got that feedback and we acted on it early. Mm -hmm. um, And B, that we have a type of team that can do that because it's very uncomfortable to give up control of things, um, but it's also very liberating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where, where do you see, uh, you know, what are some goals that you have now? And, like, where do you want Hosty to be, you know, in the next few years? <laughs> Talk about this a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and we, we, there's not, I can't say there's, like, a very definite concrete answer, but I think in the very big picture, we want Holsty to be the iconic brand or company of the 21st century the brand that kind of stands for things that are becoming more and more realizing are more and more important for society today a brand that balances truly balances those aspects of business and impact Mm -hmm. Um, and that will likely be still product but it will probably branch more and more into this experiential side um, which we're going to be doing, we're, we're going to be exploring a lot. And, you know, that's been everything from, you know, continuing to grow the events that we're doing here. And we're doing Side Hustle Sunday. So every Sunday we have yoga uh, followed by co-working. People can come and just work on whatever their side hustle might be. Yeah. Um, we just open up our space for anyone who wants to do that. All the way to, we have this crazy idea of buying land a piece of land outside of every major city in the U.S. or in the world where people can escape to just to have the opportunity to reconnect. Um, and uh, that could be, maybe it's it's one part um, summer camp, one part kibbutz where people are, people are contributing to the active lifestyle of it, and one part hotel. And we're, you know, that whole idea is still very much an evolution, but we think that there's definitely a need and a desire for a space like that. We felt it for ourselves um, of just, you know, when you're, it's great to be in the city again, but having that balance of being able to just get the hell out. Sometimes you just want to get out. Absolutely. um, And have opportunities to just have either peace, quiet, or um, kind of change it up and reconnect with nature specifically for for us has been something that we've we've desired a lot. Um, So as we continue to grow and we're moving much more in kind of a home goods and building out other things, other products that might exist in different parts of your life or in your home, um, that can make a lot of sense to go in that direction and start building that out also. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great, man. I mean, just just from seeing some of the stuff in here, oh, man, the design and, and you know, just even the aesthetic of the office and this table, <laughs> this wood, it's so nice, nice. man. And yeah, it's, that's... It's, it's very, you know, simple, and I like that. I like thanks. to keep things simple. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I mean, my um, all this wood is made, all the tables here, I have to give a shout-out to my brother Dave. He built pretty much every single table in our office from wood that he sourced from uh, um, this like uh, I don't know reclaimed wood from this lumber yard um, and yeah we're, we've, this office has definitely been a labor of love yeah man nice <laughs> thank nice. you um, well Mike let the people know where they can uh, you know find more about Holsty and you know where can where can they go on social networks and all that good stuff man we're holsty.com 
H O L S T E E dot com. We're Holstey on all different channels, um, whatever whatever medium that you prefer, you can find us there. Um, and really, for those guys who are anyone here who's either in New York, in Brooklyn, or visiting, drop us a line. We have stuff going on all the time. We're just really interested and um, and building, fostering a community that gives a shit. Sorry, yeah. or that that really that that is focused on. Um, things that really are important to us today and we want to facilitate those discussions and we want to do everything that we can to move the important things forward. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys heard it. Holstey.com, seriously some amazing products, man. And I'm really fortunate enough to have been speaking with you for the, uh, for the past 30 minutes, dude. Um, you guys know, like I said, uh, every Monday... Words with friends, soundcloud.com slash Jabari. And, of course, leave a comment in the iTunes store um, and leave a review. That helps out a lot. And, uh, again, leave a tip for the Words with Friends podcast if you're enjoying it, patreon.com slash Jabari. I'll see you guys next Monday with another interview. All right, peace.